what is the millennial boom? It might just be the sound of warfare across the two largest generations in America today. Boomers number 76 million, but millennials are maxing out at 82 million. Is it possible to reduce the friction and respect each other? In meetings all over America, millennials and boomers are trying to work together despite their massive differences. She might be smiling on the outside, but inside she is very tired of dealing with her boomer boss. What's cool about this podcast is we cover the five areas of conflict, workplace and workspace, schedules and priorities, dress and body art, marriage and children, and last but not least, technology. We're going to have rules of engagement to help you thrive in life and work. Let's thrive together on Millennial Boom Podcast. Back to the Millennial Boom Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Now, today we are going to talk about swag. That's right, your dress code, how you look, what you represent through your clothing. All right, so what does your style say about you? I'm going to read a quote like I always do at the beginning of each podcast that comes from the beginning of the Millennial Boom book. So, if you make it where it counts, what does your dress code matter? Great quote by Tupac Shakur. So, Tupac was a rapper, California, born on the East Coast, obviously ended up on the West Coast. But it was very true because if you make it where it counts, what is your dress code matter? Why should you have to show up based on how they think you should act or how they think you should dress? So let's go back. Let's rewind the tapes. Go back to 1985. That's right. That's the year I was born. 1985. So think about it like this. A fluorescent pink shirt, blue shorts, and white high-top Converse. First of all, I still kind of dress like this sometimes. I was at the beach the other day, and my my wife goes, oh, look, it's Will Smith. I said, where? She goes, you. She goes, look at your hat. Look at your clothes. She's like, you look like the fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I started laughing hysterically while I was bringing my boombox right with me playing music, right? So it it was a funny, funny little conversation between all of us. Um, but that, listen, that, that was me growing up in the eighties and I still have some of that flavor now or that swag now. So yeah, you heard it was right. I'm an eighties boy. People are probably wondering how old I am. I've said it a couple times throughout the podcast. Uh, but if you haven't, I am 34 years old. I turned 35 June of 2020. That's right. So if you want to send me a message for my birthday, please give us a shout out, um, on millennial booms. I would say Facebook page, or you can uh, get us on YouTube as well. You can leave us a comment, any of our videos. So now, listen, it's 2019, last year, 2020. I've seen so much. I've seen light up shoes that my kids wear. I see overall suspenders, denim. I mean, I've seen it all, right? I've seen all these styles start to repeat themselves as well. So that's what's so interesting is that I grew up with so many different styles, right? Through the years, my style changed. Um, When we were growing up, people said, you got to stay to the same style 
the entire time, right? You know, if you were a skateboarder that wore the jeans and the vans, uh, you stayed to that style, right? Or if you were a preppy guy and you wore the collared shirts and, you know, the khaki shorts and the, uh, what are they, the Chuck Taylor shoes, you know, all these different stereotypes or generalizations um, that if it was your swag, you couldn't change your swag, right? You, you pretty much had to stay the same, right? That's what made you so authentic. And if you change, you you know, you were called a poser. I don't believe that. I think that we all change over time. And we see some celebrities today that started off with fanny packs, right? And now we're a lot different in what their styles are with Under Armour. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about The Rock because I love The Rock. I love Dwayne Johnson. Um, so those are things that, you know, you see that he changed over time, right? I mean, if he had a fanny pack today, still cool, whatever he wants, right? But he changed over time, okay? So think about it like that. So we're going to explore different swag throughout the years while discovering styles and appearances that do not necessarily depict what people are wearing. Their, their you know, say their actual uh, demeanor, their motivation, uh, your clothes don't say any of that. So we are going to travel through time again, and we're going to gain more knowledge regarding the multiple generations that we live and work with each day, right? So, oh, and remember, in case you're a boomer or older who does not know the term swag, basically, it is how one, uh, I would say, decorates oneself with their clothing style. Swag is your style and your accessories, not your work ethic. Very important. <laughs> important. Very, very important. So the 60s was a pivotal decade with swag transitioning into the bell-bottom 70s. But women were wearing very flamboyant colored sundresses and cocktail dresses that made everyone look twice. In the post-war era, everyone started to realize that peace and happiness was the way of the future. And it should be expressed with loud colors and designs that were eye-catching. Men were still dressing very casually with shaved faces and tightly buttoned-up collared shirts and over-sweaters and ties. More, more men wore top hats, scarves, and many accessories in the 60s that were quite okay. So in the 70s, they were filled with more vibrant colors, patterns, designs, and bell-bottom pants. If you were growing up in the 70s, you must have been a fan of the disco, cowl neck shirts, jeans, vests, regular plain white t-shirts, and platform shoes. The 70s was a decade of love and people, and also they loved their bodies, right? Men thought everything denim was groovy, and everywhere else seemed to dictate a business dress code. Typically, the workforce included suits for men and women, but somehow bell bottoms and casual wear began to invade many industries. The 80s introduced a new era that showed swag in new ways with the hip-hop community and pretty in pink. I'm sure that you might have seen acid-washed jeans and parachute pants in your lifetime. Come on, we all have. Denim got even bigger and jean jackets appeared everywhere. Unless you were that preply type that stuck to the collared pop shirts, dress pants, and penny loafers. Women bought neon clothing, leg warmers, and shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Who doesn't remember a good shoulder pad? The norm for the 80s was relaxed and chill with oversized clothes and a unique swag. Moving into the 90s, fashion statement adapted to trends of the 80s. Casual Fridays became the norm in many places of work. 
I remember growing up, right, in the 80s and 90s, yet I didn't see the change in clothing, clothing in probably 1997 to 99. Now, the real fashion statement that was made in the 90s was people adapting to tattoos, piercings, and other body modifications. With increased exposure to technology, we also saw the globalization of swag throughout these years. We actually saw what people were wearing in other countries that we never saw before. So if you had style in the 90s, you might, you might remember seeing turtlenecks, rolled up blazer jackets, denim still maintaining its stride. I don't know how. Denim has gone really strong all these years. And rock and roll t-shirt era began that's right acdc kiss led zeppelin it all started right so what is swag it's a word that represent yourself and what you represent from your clothing tattoos music vehicles and things that make you you that's right you you <laughs> from dress code at work and stereotypes of tattooed employees swag is your style not your work ethic we've said that twice now We've got to get that through everyone's head is that it is not your work style, okay? Or sorry, your work ethic. Swag is your style, not your work ethic, okay? So what does your style actually say about you? It's a good question. What's one significant thing that sets you apart from the person sitting next to you? What type of clothing you wear? Maybe how you wear it and why you wear it. I've lived in a couple different states in the U.S., from the cold winters in the Northeast to the sandy beaches of Florida and California. If there is one thing I can tell you for sure is I've experienced more than a dozen different styles of style. That's right, people. Change. And we all know about change here in 2020. People generally wear what they wear because they like it. I haven't yet met someone who says to me, hey, I wore this especially so everyone else would love it. Nope. Not something about the swag that draws me into that. Or people even say that. I remember when I was in middle school, baggy pants were in style. My mom refused, refused to let us wear them to school. So one day my brother Brian went to school. A friend bought him a baggy pair of jeans, right? He changed in the, in the locker room. Boom, switch, done. He's walking through the hallway all cool with his baggy pants on. And he's like, yep, got it. Now, listen, guess who comes walking into school that day? That's right, my mom. Now, whether she just had mother's intuition or someone called her, Mom showed up at the school that day and caught him wearing his friend's pants. Trouble. See what a 12-year-old boy was willing to go through to express his swag? That's the important lesson here. Look what he went through to express himself, right? He got in trouble for expressing himself, but he expressed himself. So over the years, I've changed my style from baggy jeans to skinny jeans and from warm-ups to joggers. Many different styles. And guess what? It's completely okay. These were small, subtle changes that as new clothing and styles came out, I adapted based on what I liked. Yes, you too can buy something new outside your comfort zone and try it. Everyone, I've said it once, I've said it twice, I'll say it again. Change. Change is a good thing. Even at work, we are starting to see changes from casual to formal and formal to casual respectively. More and more corporations are changing with the times and letting their people be open regarding their dress code because now it is a source of culture. Now, keeping up with code of ethics, of course, we always want to make sure we are in the right guidelines when showing up to work as dressed, right? So I know over the last decade, I have sported two or three different styles, like I've said, and it's okay, right? 
We have now moved beyond this. Don't worry about what anybody says. Express you as you. So over the time, I've worked for a few different companies. One was a Fortune 200 company. And I remember going to work for them uh, back in 2015. And I asked them what the dress code was. And they said, business casual. And I'm like, well, we all have different aspects of business casual. The office manager told me, collared shirt, jeans, and shoes, dress pants can be worn at work. Just no tank tops, spaghetti straps, or anything that reveals the underparts of your body, and no sandals. So that was their view of business casual. So as we look at business casual, it can be seen as many different things. People now see business casual as jeans, khakis, right? Collared shirts, no collared shirts with a possible overcoat on, like a sports coat. So what does business casual mean? It's up to you to define that with your team and your people, even outside of work. Now, granted, if someone said there's a black tie event and you wear a black tie or a tuxedo, you got to pertain, right? Promote, um, I would say, perform to the level of dress code that you're walking into, right? And guess what? Sometimes you'll learn the hard way about what you need to wear, being told you might not be able to come in. So what about dressing as a millennial? Getting up in the morning and deciding what to wear is not just for women anymore. Men too are expressing their fashion statement out in the world just as any other person would. Not putting this directly on women, but they were always the ones deliberately right, over multiple possible outfits and now I see myself doing the same thing just in a different way. My wife Renee tells me time and time again that I have more clothes in my closet than she does and especially socks. I love socks. Love those stance socks especially. My closet is full of clothes. But not as much as you might think. I mean, listen, I got suits, I got sport coats, I got shoes, I got it all, right? But I'm going to say it again, my favorite apparel is socks. Probably have over 70 types of socks. Oh, wait, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I probably got rid of some. It's probably a little bit below 70 now, but I still have them. Okay, now again, sense of style over the years, I have changed it, I have worked on it, and I have mastered it to my level of comfortability, right? Woo! Uh, I want to be comfortable, right? So just like anything else too, practice makes perfect. Uh, The funny statement I always use when people ask me why I dress so well is, I'm like Will Smith in Men in Black because I make this look good. (laughs) Now, obviously not being arrogant, I'm just saying like I like to be a little bit confident and know that what I'm wearing at least looks good on me. It might not look good on other people, but I believe it looks decent on myself. And I try to get back up for my wife to give some type of, uh, I would say, um, courage or, hey, that doesn't look too good and give me some advice. So let's move through and talk about dressing as a boomer. So dressing as a boomer, and you got to remember, I love Hans. He, he talks very well and highly about me and talks about my beard and my facial hair and all the different styles, and I know he loves it. Now, not everyone is for the formal suit and tie era. Now, when Hans was going through being a CEO at the age of 29, he was a suit and tie guy. And for all the boomers that are out there, he's not a suit and tie guy anymore. He's created a much casual lifestyle, much casual way of learning, and he now is, you know, really throughout the dress code when he was working for his company, and he made everything more casual in the workplace. You know, Hans also has the suits. Hans and I have been to many events where we've dressed up. We've changed our dress code, 
But dressing as a boomer has been pretty, pretty hard knowing that they've been in suits and they created casual Fridays. So they have the option of choosing what they're wearing all the time. And Hans is on the fine line and says all the time, he's not your typical boomer. Now, dressing as a boomer, as Han says many times in the books, he is very different. And through his 20s, he created more of that casual work environment, as I discussed. And you know what? Here's the deal, though. If you're a millennial trying to land a job at places boomers run, you got to remember, you might have to dress and, right, as I say, dress to impress for them, right? Because not all of their cultures and their environments have changed. So you got to be flexible in knowing that. And not all boomer bosses and managers are as flexible. So we might have to step up. And if you want to work for them, you might have to change your style to really be in sync with their style. And for you boomers who are still in management, try to lighten up a bit. And Han says, realize that our culture has just become a lot more casual. It does not mean that the younger generation will not work just as hard in jeans and Nikes. It's just become more casual. So what about tattoos? That's a big conversation. We learned that in the 90s, tattoos became part of our swag and landed permanently on our bodies. I believe that as, our, as long as people have opinions, there will always be pros and cons about tattoos. I remember one day I was sitting in a meeting and a gentleman said, is that a tattoo on your hand? I responded, yes. He says, it's good to see that the company you work for allows tattoos and then they aren't too conservative anymore. He made a big assumption after only meeting me, you know, pretty much in person one time. So, you know, there's always going to be things. Was that good? Was that bad? I'm not sure. I wasn't the one asking the question. But let's look at some statistics. Are tattoos good or bad in the workplace? 76% of people feel tattoos and piercings hurt their chances of getting a job. 39% of employees with tattoos and piercings reflect poorly on their employees. 42% of people feel visible tattoos are always inappropriate at work. 55% of people feel the same way about body piercings. Wow. Ink can be a career statement and not the one you are looking for. That is crazy. Look at those statistics. Wow. Those are powerful. Which generation are these coming from though is my question. There are no stats on this because this is called... I would say discrimination. There are no statistics. We can't keep track of who we hire and who we don't by counting their tattoos. So it's really interesting. You know, I remember when I first met Hans, him coming out to me saying, so what do your tattoos mean? Because his daughter has two tattoos and hers have different meanings behind them. You know, some of my tattoos have meaning and some of them don't at all. Some of them are on the whim of just going and being in another city and state and going and getting a tattoo, right? I've got a picture in our book that has me holding my daughter. I'm all tattooed, right? Got a big beard. And, you know, stories flood my head of the horrors, right, of, of tattoos in the workplace. And they're like, don't post that picture on, on Facebook. You know, it'll hurt your chances of getting a job. And I'm like, wait, I tell people all the time, as I get older, I'm going to be that tattooed grandpa, you know? And you think, I'm done getting tattoos. I'm probably not because that's my culture. That's kind of my statement, right? And as you can expect, the younger generations are more accepting to tattoos than the older generation only because during the time that the baby boomers and builders were growing up, 
tattoos were a statement of rebellion. You know, today it's not about that. It's way, way, way different from that. And according to Pew Research, uh, about 73% of people get their first tattoo between the ages of 18 and 22. And an estimated 40% of millennials have tattoos. That's huge. It's huge. But guess what? Listen, what's on the next for swag, right? What is next for us? Let's dive into a quote from Rachel Zoe. Style is a way of showing who you are without having to speak. You know, you can go two ways on that, right? Because you could say that it is a way of showing your style without speaking, but it doesn't really say your work ethic or anything about you. So that quote will encompass that tattooed employees as well as the ones wearing shoulder pads, both of them can have a generalization towards them. And that's what we don't want to do is just give opinions and judgment that might or happen or look that way. It's called a generalization, right? So we have to really think about that in the workforce today. And just when you think that the older generations are quick to judge, all generations are very quick to judge very fast. And just imagine what a boring world we would live in if no one ever changed over the years and everybody looked, acted, and dressed the same. So let's take a look at some rules of engagement, right? Because this is about thriving in life and work. So when it comes to swag, don't judge a book by its cover. Get to know the person on the inside, right? Your style can predict your attitude. Can't predict. It can only predict your sense of what you like. Know when to change your style. Always stay true to yourself, but if you like something, wear it. If you like wearing ties, wear ties. It is important for every person in every generation to embrace the idea that there is no one style that is right or wrong. Embrace different cultures. Tattoos or no tattoos, your sense of swag is yours and yours only to choose. Tattoos don't mean that your neighborhood or your coworker is part of a gang or has bad taste. Dress to impress. Don't think that always dressing up impresses people. Sometimes it is what you wear at the appropriate time and how you conduct yourself. Remember, I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, don't forget to hit the subscribe button below to get updates on the millennial boom. And hey, if you have time, please leave a review. We would love to hear back from you. Again, join us on social media as well. YouTube, Facebook, Millennial Boom Now, Twitter, at Patrick Kelly 85, Instagram and TikTok, the Patrick Kelly 85, and check out my book on my website at thepatrickkelly.com. Order now. Hey, I look forward to chatting with you each week. This is going to be a great, valuable time. And hey, I'm glad you joined the boom, millennial boom.